Welcome to Progressive Opinions of Color, a podcast that creates space for people of color in conversations about economics, politics, culture, and whatever else is going on in the world. My name is Nancy Wu, and I am your host. I am doing a solo episode today because there's lots of thoughts around the recent crimes that have had... I don't even know if I can cite crimes anymore, okay? Like, the recent acts of violence that have been enacted among Asian American women, Asian women, in my community in New York City. So... Today, as of recording, I found out through the news about Christina Yuna Lee, who was brutally murdered in her own bathtub in her apartment after being followed up her apartment stairs. Um, And she was just, like, stabbed to death. And it's been so, so terrible for me to read all of these news, especially because it was so recent that Michelle... Go, another Asian American woman in New York City, was pushed into the subway in front of an incoming train to her death. And neither of these crimes are said to be racially motivated, at least from as far as investigations can tell. But that's also a thing that's really hard to prove. Like, to find a causal thing that goes from crime to racial motivated crime is... I don't know, that's like, that goes into econometrics, law, all these other fields that no one like has an expertise in all of them for. So that being said, I do believe that there are some correlational factors or that basically that race isn't a non-factor in all of these cases. What I mean is that as a woman who lives in New York City, as an Asian woman who lives in New York City, Every single time I've ever been approached by a stranger or harassed or catcalled, it has not only addressed my gender, but also my race. Of course, everything has to do with the fact that I'm a woman. Catcalls are happening to women, people who are like identifying as women. And most of my catcalls have been racial as well. Most people who catcall me also follow up with or start it with Konnichiwa, Nihal, like some some Asian thing. My race is obvious to people. I don't care if you deem the perpetrators of these violent acts to be insane or homeless, crazy, whatever. Fact of the matter is, people notice race. People notice gender. You can take anyone on the streets and they will know this is an Asian woman walking. Oh, Asian woman must be an easy target. Or this is a woman walking. Like, I I don't even know why I have to feel like I have to come up with a strong argument to defend this because it's really just really obvious from our, all of our experiences as women and as Asian women who have lived in cities or just lived anywhere, really, where you encounter other pedestrians on foot. So this crime in particular, I'm trying to not say crime as much because I know that like has connotations to the criminal justice system and policing and all of that, and I still don't really know how I feel about that. Like, I'm all about fucking the police and stuff, but also... 
if only this guy were not released on bail, then maybe this wouldn't have happened. It's really hard to say. Like, yes, we should spend more resources on mental health care and on preventing things like this from happening in the first place. And of course, the system is broken. But also, the biggest short-term solution right now is to have people who have done violent acts in the past, which this suspect has, by punching someone in the freaking subway, like, very recently, to hold them accountable in some way. And I don't know if that is jail or something else, but this guy should not be running loose on the street. Just able to do whatever he wishes. Anyway. Um, what was I saying? Anyway, this crime in particular hit really close to home. I mean, every crime that happens against an Asian woman hits close to home for me because for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's primitive or barbaric of me to say this, but there's something about hearing about something violent happening to someone who you share the same demographic identity with, where you can feel the violence and the fear on your own body just from the empathy of thinking like, what if that was me? What if like, had it not been her, maybe it would have been me. This situation in particular hits close to home because this happened in Chinatown. The victim in the situation lived in Chinatown and because all day I was looking up every single article, just refreshing Google news to, find new updates about this, I saw that the apartment was 111 Christie Street in Lower East Side, and I looked it up on TreatEasy, which is the real estate website for New York City, and her landlord had said in one of the articles that, <clears throat> hiccups, that she had not been living there for more than a year, and the only listing that was recently rented within the past year was this unit that was a one bedroom and lo and behold not only did I used to live in Chinatown myself but I lived in a similar apartment as she did with the exact same layout we both had a bedroom so when you entered the front door you first hit the living room and then to your right is the bedroom with a fire escape and then to the left is the bathroom and how this is close to home and how it's so terrifying for me is because when I was living by myself in my Chinatown apartment, I was so excited to be back in New York City to have my own place. I love that apartment so much. But in the first few months of living there, this man that I had been seeing had started to stalk me there. And he would show up in my apartment unprovoked because the main door to my building didn't close properly and didn't lock. And that was terrifying. I would wake up to the sound of his knocks at my door. And once that ended, once I ended things with him, I still saw him on the streets again, but that was like a non-issue in terms of my safety. But then one night, a locksmith broke into my apartment and threatened me in the middle of the night. And it was terrifying. I had my phone in the other room. I was completely frozen. I didn't know what to do. It was a huge person. And I was like... That night could have gone wrong in so many ways. And ever since that night, I have had panic attacks just randomly while I am alone in my own apartment for so many, so many freaking instances when I'm just living alone. 
it's one of the reasons why I decided to take on two roommates, like my friends, but nasty ass dudes the year after my lease went up that year, because I was just so, so terrified of living alone. I just like could not do it. And it sucks. It sucks for safety to not be something that I can just take for granted the way that a lot of people do in New York city. Like there was a point where I could walk around the city with my headphones in. And there was a point in the city where I could be comfortable living by myself. And that stopped then for me. And it kind of ended because I started living by myself again this year. But with this recent news, it's only brought all of that back. And so I say all of this because when I was obsessively reading the news today about what happened to Christina Yuna Lee today, I kept imagining myself in her body with her fear and her pain over and over and over again. And I know it was an obsessive behavior and there was nothing good that could have come out of it because what can you do about the past? It already happened and it's fucked up. And what was I doing? Like I could be out there starting an activist cause or raising money or like going to a visual or something. But instead I was just putting myself in her body and trying to imagine it. I was trying to imagine like, because we had the same apartment layout for my research. I was like, where would I go? I was, and what's heartbreaking is that from all the news I read, it looked like, um, so this happened around 4 a.m. And the cops arrived there around like 4.20 or 4.30 or 4.40, somewhere in like the four like middles. But her door didn't get broken down until 5.40 when the emergency services came. I guess in New York City, you can't really have what happens in movies happen where, like, the SWAT team comes in with a huge log that they use with three people to, like, swing and break into a door because everyone in New York City has a thin hallway, so they can't do that. And so it makes sense that, like, it was basically impossible to break through this door, but the cop showed up, and she was still inside screaming for her life. Like, the cops heard her screaming for help. And by the time they could actually get inside to find her body, she was already dead. Which just sucks so much because they could have gotten there sooner. Maybe something could have happened to help her. It's just terrifying like how we don't even have basic systems in place to ensure that people can be saved and helped when they call for help and when like quote unquote help arrives. So that's terrifying, but it also got me thinking, it got me thinking, what would I have done given all of this information that I found out after the the fact? And obviously it's always easier to look back and think what you would have done had you known what was going to happen, which no one in their right mind in the moment of terror would even think of this. And I was just thinking like, because help came so late what was a way to get people in the door sooner maybe i would have started a fire in the house or something maybe i would have like i mean ideally i know there was a fire escape i would have tried to like go to the fire escape though that would have been very very impossible with someone stabbing you the whole time it's just terrifying like i just couldn't basically i couldn't stop imagining myself in the situation and thinking about ways that i would try to escape because i lived in the exact same apartment layout and my conclusion is that I couldn't have escaped. Like, it was just fucked up. She went to go 
her bathtub. Maybe she was trying to take a bath or something. But the dude came in, followed so closely behind her. Apparently, the weapon that he used, the knife that he used to attack her, came from her kitchen. Her kitchen is right next to her bathroom. So the guy must have gone in and taken a knife from her kitchen and just attacked her in her bathroom with it. Like, and she was in the bathroom. It was would have been impossible to try to get out through the window and from the fire escape because it was all the way on the opposite side of the freaking apartment. It would have taken, like, not one but two doorways to even get past that guy. That's just... It's so terrifying. I cannot escape... My mind cannot escape the situation because I... It is too close. It is too close to personal experience. Like, I can imagine it. And that's not to say that I will ever know the shit that she went through. But it's just it's just horrifying. And it makes me so sad because I think for the longest time, I did take my safety for granted in the city. I walked around with headphones on. And, you know, less than a month ago, Michelle Goh, another Asian woman, was pushed to her death into the subway in Times Square, a subway stop that nearly everyone in New York City has been on, like, for errands, for work, for anything, because it's just one of the most popular stations in the whole city. And she was pushed to her death in front of a train just randomly. Like, no one could have seen that coming. That was an incident that really got me riled up. And I remember thinking about it and remember thinking about how, like, how shitty that was and how I was going to pay extra attention on the streets. And I wouldn't have never guessed that something like this could occur in your own apartment. Like, that's a place that you're supposed to feel safe. And it breaks my heart to know that this woman had to go through this in her own apartment. It makes me, I don't know. I will rock around the city for the longest time with my headphones in, noise-canceling headphones in. I would have, I had this, like, fear of being in my apartment after that incident with me happened in my old apartment. But I still didn't expect to get murdered in my apartment. Like, oh, shit could happen to anyone this just was extremely it hit extremely close to home for me because I live in that neighborhood. I live in that apartment layout and a walk up and it's just terrifying. And the fact that she like took a cab home, like she tried to be safe going home at like four AM because people are like, Oh, why'd she go home at four AM? Like what was she doing out so late? Bro, shit happens. Everyone's been out, like, super late at some point. You just never know. No one could have guessed that would have happened. She took her precautions. She took a cab. What else could she have done? And still this happened. It's just like, stop blaming the victim, but let's think about what the hell is wrong that led to this in the first place. What was this guy thinking? Like, what was he going through? Why the fuck does this happen? How has this been happening so much and then such an accelerated rate to not only people, because there's been a rise of murders in general, but also to Asian people and to Asian women? 
it boggles my mind. And it makes me not feel safe living in the city. And I know it makes a lot of people not feel safe. And I just, I mourn for that. I grieve for that. I grieve for the victims. I grieve for everyone who lost their lives in a violent way, in ways that could have been prevented, had quote-unquote systems, capitalized S systems, had been different. But where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? I can only imagine that Christine was one of the people who, upon seeing the news that happened to Michelle Go, was thinking, just like I was when I read about Michelle Go, like, holy fuck, that is so terrible. I cannot imagine that happening to me. I'm so thankful that that didn't happen. That's like terrifying. That could have happened to anyone. And it is, it's such a struggle for people in New York City to just like have to fear for their lives like that. There's such a terrible, terrible thing that happened. And knowing that we probably thought through the same exact thing and for that to have happened, I cannot imagine the fear that she went through. It breaks my heart. I can't stop thinking about it. And so, I don't know. This is all going to be like, this is all an unedited episode because I don't have the fucking mental energy to go back and edit this or whatever. So there's going to be a lot of super pause. Whatever. Anyway. I wish there was a community to talk to or people that I could talk to about this because every time a crime like this happens to my community, to like Asian women, I'm always in a situation where I'm not around people who relate. And that's not to say that I'm around people who don't empathize. Like people empathize everyone I've been around has have empathized but I've never been with another Asian woman in New York City during a time when something like this happened and I just I miss community I miss being around people who could talk about this because the fear is real the thought that safety is something that we took for granted in the past in the past is really, really sad. It's really heartbreaking to me. Like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, why... How do we prevent this from happening again? And what are the solutions? I'm... I'm... Viscerally very against policing and increased policing and the prison industrial complex and all of that stuff. But also, how do we address this? We can talk about changing the system, changing everything, getting abolishing the police, abolishing prisons. We know that's not going to happen anytime soon. So in like the near term, what can we do to prevent this from happening? What can we do in the near term to prevent all of us from being the next victims of this? Because it could be anyone. It really could be anyone. I guess that's the bigger picture of this. Like, why this hit so hard for me is because it's so relatable it really could be anyone it's not something that's happening in like quote unquote the ghetto or whatever people think the ghetto is in New York City it's literally in Manhattan it's in lower Manhattan in Chinatown where so many of us live 
MP and C and runs to Lubin. So what do we do in the near term? What do we do in the near term, in the middle term, and in the long term? And maybe in the long term, the ultimate goal is to get rid of the police, to defund the police. But what do we do now? Because I want to not fear for my freaking life and be paranoid and have my whole entire like anxiety go through the roof every time I leave my apartment by myself. Like, I just fucked up. So, yes. Um, I would really love to talk to someone about this now. If you have any thoughts, feel free to reach out to me on the Instagram DMs. If you know me in real life, reach out to me as a friend. But, yes. Basically, those are my thoughts. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I will see you in the next episode.